to another episode of the 10 Frame Podcast for Emerging Artists. My name is Kelly Thompson, and you can find me at kellythompsonart.com or on Instagram at kellyktompsonart. I'm Kevin Kirkwood, and you can find me at kevinwillpaint.com or my Instagram handle is kevinwillpaint. I'd like to announce that Kevin and I will be having a two-person show on May the 26th, that's a Friday, at the Southern Motors building on Broughton Street in downtown Savannah. That's 402 Broughton Street next to Blix Art Supplies. And it's going to run from Friday, May the 26th through the middle of June. And we hope to see you all there. We're here today with Slim, uh, Savannah artist. Everybody in Savannah knows his work. It's a pretty big honor for me to sit within this space and uh, learn more about his work. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thank well, you for letting us thank you and sit welcome. in your backyard on this pleasant morning. And it's great, too, for me to talk to you and see your work behind you yeah. in the background, which is it's a nice setting Good. for you this, get, too. So You get the vibe of the place. I definitely get the yeah, vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right off the top, let's see. Where can people find you on social media, I guess, is your biggest platform? Yeah, you? that's what it seems like. Um, yeah, social media, I guess. Yeah. On Instagram, is yeah. it Panhandle Slim? Panhandle Slim, Instagram. Okay. Um, and then Facebook, and then that's about it. And then out in the world, organically, I might be somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you grow up in Florida? I did, yes. Um, I was born in D.C., uh-huh. and then that year I was born, we moved to Jacksonville, oh, okay. Florida. And then was there about close to 10 years, and then we moved to Pensacola, Florida. So, so I've. That's where I knew there was a connection between the two of us because I grew up in Niceville. Yeah. Which is a stone's throw away. So you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's the panhandle. Yeah. <laughs> which I was hoping that that might have been the case because my mom used to always say that she referred to Northwest Florida as the panhandle. And I guess many people do, but yeah. where did the slim part come from? Well, that's um, it's a pretty simple story. Nothing to it except. A friend was visiting up when I lived in Michigan, and he had Panhandle Slim's a Western wear shirt, and he, the name Panhandle Slim was on the back of it. I was like, that's a cool name. Yeah. And I just started kind of it. painting, and that was it. Right yeah. On. What was that? So that's was, the Panhandle of Texas, with the company it comes okay, from. I see. But I see. yeah. So. But it was adopted by you as a Panhandle of Florida. Yeah. 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 yeah, and I think. Um, was it associated to your work? Well, was I was just kind of doing paintings and yeah. That's the not even thinking about being an artist. Like people call, like just doing my own thing. Yeah. And um, I wanted to sign it, and I was, kind of felt, I don't know. It was almost it's the complexity of. Um, I think I used a different name because it, it gives you the courage to kind of be different um, versus just Scott Stanton, and uh, that's that's not something I felt like. Scott Stanton would do it's something Panhandle Slim would do right yeah so that's great yeah um anyway that's that's how I came up with that um so I just signed it with that and it stuck and here we are yeah so with a little bit about your work um have you always painted this in this style or have you experimented in other types um as far as this goes panhandle slim the this journey yeah, that's yeah, yeah. it's it is what i do it's pretty simple i kind of paint somebody in their words and, and it's really important about the words and the idea 
Um, so yeah, on that. But I mean, growing up, it's like people ask that question: When did you start painting? And I say, ever since I can remember. You know, yeah. like whenever somebody put a pen or something in your hand, or or drawing on my parents' magazines. You know, a mustache or something. You know, it's all creative art. So always been creating something mm-hmm. um, when did the text come into it is that something um, recent or has that always been a combination of the image and the and the text yeah yeah it, it did come in a little later I, I i first started painting just faces and then i'd cut the images out with like a jigsaw and it was very very i mean the the story is I was at a folk art museum in, in Grand Rapids, Michigan. I lived in Kalamazoo and uh, saw some Howard Finster art there. And I've always liked that, but of course I couldn't afford it. So on the drive back, I was like, hmm, I'll just go home and try to make my own. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and that was a Dolly Parton painting. Um, so I just painted her and I didn't stop. I haven't stopped since then. It, I enjoyed it. Um, We're glad you haven't stopped. Yeah, but then the words came in later. You know, it was, and that's another another inspiration is a guy named Wesley Willis, who who's a an artist from Chicago. He painted outside. He painted landscapes. Then he went on to do music, and um, that's a whole nother, He's a whole nother story. But and he kind of talked like this, and it would just kind of go, and he'd tell you factually stuff, and that kind of hit me one time. I was like. If he was painting, he'd probably hear a lyric of listening to music and then paint that on there. And so I kind of got that idea from him. Like, what would Wesley do? And Wesley would paint some words on here. Kind of like exclamation point to the, the painting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's that's how I did started doing that. Yeah. And your work has also been associated with demonstrations and causes. Um, mm-hmm. Is that something that grew organically? Yeah. Yeah, it was always important to like um, kind of, I I guess that's it, the simplicity of my paintings and then trying to put out a complex message. That juxtaposition kind of works. Um, I don't know, it it just started to happen more and more. Then once it started happening or getting more out there, then people would come to me like, wanting to do something for instance a church here wanted to know if I could put some paintings up in their fellowship hall and I met with them and I could just tell them eh, this is cool but it's not really my thing but I kind of used that situation to like but I have this idea and I ended up I made a bunch of paintings for the women that went to the march in Washington mm-hmm. and that that story happened because I told a few of my friends yeah I'll make you a painting word got out Panhandle Sims going to make paintings for anybody who's going to the march. And then I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> but then I thought, why not? Because that's what, kind of what I do. It's like, that's, that's a challenge, but it's also, yeah, I can, I can do that. So I just worked hard, hard, like just painted for like three weeks. Got tons of paintings done. Really important messages from women. Famous, common, just, just great quotes. Going back to the church... I said, um, how about when the women get back from the march, they bring all their paintings to this church and tell their story? And I could tell the preacher was kind of, ah, okay. So that was me kind of using, like, here's what I'd like to do. Right. 
and it was about the women and it was about the people that I painted um, not so much about me um, but that's the beauty of the community and uh, so I, I try to do that how many paintings did you end up doing for that do you know I think 300 oh wow <laughs> yes, uh, and where did they end up I don't know I heard a few of them ended up in the Smithsonian that's what I heard but I don't know I, I haven't gone over there to look but I think most of them just ended up back in people's houses and that's a great story yeah. and I'm from the DC area as yeah. well mm-hmm. and uh, when I go back I'll go to the Smithsonian and yeah. I'll give you an update yeah. if I can track somebody down or if I find them I from what I heard is yeah it was maybe um, a few and then they collaborated them on a picture somebody sent me a picture but yeah mm-hmm. it's a big place yeah <laughs> wow that's... but that's cool but yeah um but i have seen i've seen a, a car riding around town and in the back they have their joan jet painting from they took to the march so mm-hmm. they just they kind of end up places yeah i saw when we were walking over here a jimmy carter yeah in someone's front yard so mm-hmm. is that somebody who's on your mind at present oh yeah and always yeah, yeah. and uh, that that's a that's a neighbor too that she said whatever you want to paint just paint and we'll leave it in the yard so i kind of changed that out every once in a while but yeah i just did jimmy carter and then she messaged me said think alike that's what i wanted but going back to that grand rapids and kalamazoo and doing that painting just because i wanted one i did um dolly parton hank williams and then the third one was jimmy carter and then go like 15 years later, turns out Jimmy Carter ends up with one of my paintings. Wow. And I got this text one night of him holding the painting. And I was like, this is insane. This is crazy because when I did that painting of Jimmy Carter long ago, if you told me 10 years or 15 years from now, Jimmy Carter's going to have one of your paintings, I'd be like, you're crazy. Yeah. That's a great way to let artists know that they're a hundred different ways to get your art out there Mm -hmm. and the organic way that you're doing yours to me Mm -hmm. is the polar opposite of the way most young artists Mm -hmm. that we talk to are approaching you know getting their their work out there and but i think this is another way you know organically through the community Mm -hmm. and just through the things that you're passionate about and your work's been in the hands of presidents and In the Smithsonian, I mean, that's mm-hmm. it's nice yeah, to most know. Most recently, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. And there's things like that that we, we we celebrate and think that's a really great thing. But I mean, and honestly, like, and then a little kid that some are has it in their room because they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, the garbage man talks to me about art. Like we sit and talk. Like and it it's it things like that. It's like, and obviously that's like a friend of mine said, man, when you got the garbage man into your art, you you've made it. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of it. Like, it just connects. There's things like that. It's like, wow. And I'll have, um, the other day, the dishwasher guy came over, and he saw one of my paintings. And he like, I've seen that. And then when he starts talking about art, and uh, that's really cool. You know, just like, it's a connection of like, wow, we're all in this together. Yeah. That too. And the, I think it has something to do, or a lot mm-hmm. to do with the messages that you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. Kind of the, yeah. the positive vibes, and also... They're very reflective. Mm-hmm. You know, they make people stop and think, whether it's about a current event or, you know, just 
a universal message that kind of resonates. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what I've found that's happened, yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the materials that you use and maybe the scale or the size of your work um, in terms of yeah. the well, It's size mostly the- wood. Mm-hmm. I really like to paint on wood, and I used to really just paint on wood I found, you know, being thrown away, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but now that I paint more and more, it's... Yep, I gotta go to the store and buy the wood. Yeah, yeah. I noticed also during the political season, mm-hmm. after the signs were up, yeah, and the season passed, I, said, I think you were grabbing some of those signs and flipping them around. Is that, oh yeah, that's yeah. pretty nice too. I yeah, I've that. done that a lot, and that all that all kind of goes back to skateboarding. I was a skateboarder, and yeah. I am a skateboarder. And ramp or street? Or ramp both? and both. Yeah. Just skated. Yeah, uh-huh. but but got really really good at vert skating. Okay. And uh, when we were kids, one of the ways we used to be able to build ramps was finding wood or, or oh, political yeah. signs because they used to always be painted on wood. Mm-hmm. So after, so it's just, there's that same take one thing, kind of do it into another creative art. And uh, but yeah, but the political signs are are pretty fun to use because I've I went to the years ago to the Chatham County Republican headquarters and got tons of signs from them. And then used them all to like do. I did a whole show on James Baldwin, so I used all those and, and thank the Republicans for providing those canvases for me. And those were at the um, the tail fair. I don't I don't know the difference. The, the big glass one. Yeah, it, yeah. that's tail fair. So what was great is you could see them in there. So all the political signs you could see through the window, and it was like the people inside pretty, were getting a different message. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it was, pretty extreme like conservative um, politicians yeah. so their signs are coming through yeah but i was thankful for them to provide that yeah there's something interesting about that like uh i think with quilt making mm-hmm. wasn't there messages that african americans would they would make their quilts and it would have messages for how to get to freedom or mm-hmm. to other to greener pastures but they would be hanging up their quilts out on to dry, quote unquote. Yeah. But the there was a deeper message. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to draw a parallel between that and maybe yeah. what you were showing at the Telfair. It's like a yeah. I would say yeah. There's all kinds of deeper messages. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and explaining it out, it's like that's for other folks to figure out. I but I do it. like that. I mean, it's very clear. I think these certain politicians, I don't think, are big supporters of the arts or. or funding mm-hmm. you know this and that so huh yeah, <laughs> yeah. right, right. Yeah. And, and I'm kind of like you are you're big funders yeah thank you yes I appreciate you supporting yes thank the you. arts yeah remember Bartles and James thank you for your support right 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 <laughs> yep. just your money exactly just your money yes so have you always been a professional painter in that this is your main vocation or did you come at this? Um, yeah, not at all. No. Not, and I, know, I really know nothing about painting or art. Or, I mean, I know what I like. I, I visualize everything as art, but no, not not at all. Um, I mean, I failed. I think you know more about art than most of the people that I know. <laughs> yeah, well, I do. I feel in, that in a really special I don't, way. I don't. I don't know. I can't sit and talk about art history or a lot right. of names or, or artists but you don't need to right right, right you're yeah. making it yeah I think it was a 
as Dalai Lama said, and I really connected with that, it's like one of his favorite arts museums is the grocery store. Yeah. And it's like, I kind of look, it's like, wow, I mean, just everything is there and all the art on the... Hmm. The graphic design, all yeah, the labels. Just, just everything. And, and, and then just the art of how it's stacked and... How about the colors yeah, of the fruit? Yeah. Right, right. Just yeah. vibrant. Right. Yeah. I've accepted that the term artist I mean I'll go I used to almost like you talking about me (laughs) is that so in your in your mind is that when you're thinking about you as the artist is that Panhandle Slim or is that Scott Stanton or all of the above yeah yeah all rolled up into one but I do think going back kind of like going with a different or just something different gives gives more courage to just kind of do something because I could kind of psychologically like well that's not really me but, but it is, freedom. you know, and that, that's, I'm, I'm think I'm wondering psychologically, is that what, what was going on or is that why? But now it's, I guess same. what I'm also wondering is, is this, has this been your full-time focus for most of your adult life or were you, um, you know? No. Yeah. Once, once my, um, my first son was born, that's, I stayed at home cause my wife has had a good job. And that's kind of really when I just started. I mean, I had a time and did it more. Um, right before that, I was I was teaching or substitute teaching up in, in Michigan. Um, but that sure wasn't my job or or a love at all. Just kind of doing things. I don't know. I've always done creative things from from skateboarding and not being a professional skateboarder, and, and then the love of skateboarding that I had when it became a job. It started to get worse and more. It became, it got ruined, and I kind of did the same thing with music. And I love music, and I play music. What do you play? Well, I play guitar. I didn't know that. Sort I, of. I, I mean, play drums. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah. So you're a real musician. Sound yeah. like the oh, starting no. of a, of <laughs> yeah. a uh, neighborhood band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should do that. So, but anyway, and then getting more into that, and then touring, and then you you have a label involved, and it and it slowly just like gets ruined what kind of music was it um or when you were signed with the label i don't really know it was it was on a, a independent label called alternative tentacles it's the dead kennedy's label so it was kind of in the punk rock world but yeah nice but it wasn't punk rock yeah i don't know or it was everything it's almost like art everything's punk rock to me if you still play? Piano play yeah 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 but what I learned from those experiences is how, how precious art is to me. And that's why it's so dear and, and the way I've gone about doing art. Because I know for young, you, you talked about young artists, it, it's just so hard out there. You know, you have this idea of you have to make money and you have to succeed. but And to do that, you have to go to galleries or do... It's a very narrow path. And what turns out is those galleries somebody's wanting to make money off of you and uh and i kind of smelt that out real quick and and ran as far away from that and i still do that sort of like not and i have nothing against that but um i've had several people tell me you need to raise your prices and it's always gallery people it's never people buying my art it's people wanting to make money off of it the more they you sell it for the more they get yeah um, but that doesn't, I mean, it's very refreshing, again, to see your path 
and to know that there is another path because yeah. as young artists not young in age but mm-hmm. um as i get i guess we would be called emerging artists yeah it's nice to know that it's not as ominous mm-hmm. because it does seem like looking from the outside stepping into that place that that is that that's the path yeah. you know you get a gallery um if you don't then being on your own is a lot is a lot harder but i think that that's mm-hmm. not the case yeah yeah it's not the case and i've seen it seems like more change in that and people kind of doing it themselves and um you know but that's it i'm kind of not really in that world and it, it's working for me um i'm not against artists are great you know so but it's that business side that kind of frustrates me and um and then people feeling like there is only one path and um i don't know it it's complicated but it's not too um but you just keep making the work that's yeah that's what's going on that's, right you just keep your head down and make the work and don't mm-hmm. worry about the chatter and all of the yeah. business side of things and i think that's what i'm i'm learning you know most there's recently. a lot of chatter in there yeah and you just focus on your work and just try to get better and just you know mm-hmm. yeah. focus on your game and right, right. don't get distracted by things so if someone finds your art on Instagram mm-hmm. and says that I would love to have one of Panhandle's pieces in my studio, in my mm-hmm. house, something to remind me of, you know, whatever they're passionate about, how would they go about doing that? They just message you and... They message uh, me and this this happens a lot, like, and I've, I've kind of... It's interesting, I used to not really do anything in Savannah... But now it's switched, like, now I'm just kind of, I'm Savannah. Um, I used to kind of go do art other places and then come back and not do art in Savannah. But now one of the main questions I ask them, are you in Savannah? Because I really don't like to ship. And in many ways, it, I'd rather be painting. Because boxing everything up, doing all, it takes a lot of time. And the crazy thing is, people will drive here to come get a painting. I mean, pretty far. I'm like, cool. Um, if that's the option, yeah, I think that's great. You're yeah. like, well, I'll do one, but come get it. Yeah, and um, and then what I do is um, I drive around, and it works great. Like going on a trip with my kids, we'll go somewhere, and I just take paintings and I set up. I guess they they call them pop ups, but uh, I find abandoned buildings and be like, I'll be here on Saturday at one to two. Leave the address and people show up and um so that's that's good and then people will drive if i i'm usually so like spontaneous like i'll be here tomorrow but if i can put it out a little bit of time people will drive to go pick up paintings um there has been a few i mean i ship sometimes sometimes and it'll be somebody like that messages me and i kind of feel guilty but it's I should just do this with average common people, but if I see a big name sometime, and I was like, whoa, okay, I would like you to have my painting. <laughs> yes. So that's, I've done I've done that before, Shame, shamefully. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So Like Tom Petty's daughter would be an example. She wanted a painting of Tom, and then that led to somebody else. You know, and this and that, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So. It's another Florida 
Yes, exactly. Oh, boy, so yeah. it's a connection. Yeah, yeah. And and I spent a lot of time in Gainesville. And mm-hmm. nice. So, do you want to talk about the fire, or can we dabble in that, or we can edit? Sure. Anything? Yeah. Because it's obviously, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. We're looking at your studio that unfortunately caught fire, and I'm sure that's something that somebody you know people want to know. Um, yeah. And also the resilience, the story of coming, you know, from the ashes, so to speak, just in the persistence to keep making your work. I could share my perspective of what happened. I guess that it yeah. was it was Melly saying, "There's a house on fire next door to us," mm-hmm. and I'm trying to focus it. Like it was in the middle of the day, yeah. and I'm like right next to us. I was extremely alert, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Yeah," and I'm like, w- "Which direction?" Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, right? I mean, I mean, why are we talking on the phone? Call 911. Yeah. And she's like, I hear the, the, the fire trucks and everything. Mm-hmm. And that, that was my aware, mm-hmm. becoming aware. And then mm. I think I saw on social media, you kind of wrote a story a, a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, that you were, I think, moving your, your paintings or you're at a pop-up show, right? Is that? Yeah, I was, and it was coming back from Pensacola and did a show there. So I was probably around near Niceville when I got a call. Oh, said, no. Your, that must have been tragic. studio's on fire, and I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and then, um, yeah, it was kind of very surreal. And, uh, yeah, and then so the whole drive home and, Got back. Long, I was like, "Wow, that was long four hours." It was a big or was five a, hours. It wasn't just. It was yeah. The place was down, you know. Yeah. So, um, luckily though, it didn't move into the house or or and the neighbors and nobody was hurt. So yeah, yeah. But you know, it it really. I, I'm just not too attached to stuff. I guess. Luckily, I could keep painting and do yeah. just create more and more. Um, I did lose a lot of stuff, um, but it was just stuff. But then people like, you, you know, you came by and brought wood, and that's yeah. just cool. You know, it's like, yeah. it's one of those things. Of, I really learned a lot more of like, wow, this little things I do mean something to somebody. Yeah, you're, you, I mean, a lot of people yeah. care about you and your yeah. work. It's pretty yeah. special. So that's, that was huge. You know, it's yeah. like, wow, this is crazy. Um, you know, a big diverse community of people yeah. you know it's like wow this is this is cool because normally i don't really go out i just kind of do my thing and put it out there and yeah. then come home and that really it really opened me up more to um accepting or putting being more in the public eye i guess mm-hmm. did it affect obviously if you're all your materials and um your space was mm-hmm. you know lost for a certain period of time mm-hmm. did it did you just jump right back in and start painting? Did you take a little time to yeah, kind of Yeah, re- I did jump right back in, mainly because it's like, that's what I do. I yeah. have to paint. Didn't, I, have I think to I saw the day, yeah. either that day or the yeah. day after, you you posted something about, it was a new painting, and I can't remember what the painting yeah. was. But. Yeah, I think it was a, a Billie Holiday painting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? What did it say? The one about, like, the difficult... I'll get on right now. You know, the, the impossible will take a little while. Yeah. And that, that's pretty true, yeah. Because that's it. I didn't have any, like, nothing. So I had to go buy a couple brushes and some paint. And, mm-hmm. 
you know, that was crazy because I've got, I had so much paint and brushes and materials and, um, where did you go to get it? I can't remember. I was going to say if it was Blick, yeah. you would go, be going to the place to purchase yeah. more brushes and your, your work is hanging up on the walls at yeah. Blick, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, now we're sitting... Well, I did... I, I, I do remember going to get some wood to paint and somebody's like, oh, what are you going to work on? And I'm just like, you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Wow. Yeah, this is crazy. Um, but I was kind of like but I'm going to go work on something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's, like, the whole process was just thrown off of how... I kind of have this funny method, and my wife and I kind of joke, it's, it's like a like a human silk screening method, like the way I paint. Mm-hmm. It's like I'll be working on something, and that's drying, and I just kind of go. And, of course, I couldn't do that with it. It was, it was just like... Everything's wet? Yeah, yeah. And just... Yeah, and that's... Everything was wet, and... In many ways, I was yeah. talking about the paint, but yeah, yeah. yeah. the ash and yeah. a lot of water still from all the fire. Like, uh-huh. did that seep into your work? Yeah. Uh, as far as the the content, mm-hmm. your um, obviously your headspace was probably a little different than mm-hmm. you know your normal creative thinking as far as you're responding to something that's mm-hmm. out there in the world. Or how did that affect your work or influence it? Yeah, I wish I I wish I knew more. I know at that time it definitely did. I I don't know. It I definitely cut out like you know the the social issues of of paintings I do and this and that. A lot of that was like, man, I'm not even gonna worry about that right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. got re- this these are real problems. Yeah, versus got more trying to deal with the world. You know, more personal. So, so I think yeah, and I think I got just more. I actually got more positive. You know, because I know I needed that and. Uh, but the paint, the style changed too, obviously, because of just, I don't know, just diff- different things. Um, I think there was a change that needed to happen. And I could I could even tell sort of, of like, I was coming home from a show in Pensacola that did really, really good. And I was kind of tripping out on that. It's like, this is crazy. Like, there's still a, a part of me, and I think it's that, I keep using the, like punk rock, but it's like that, the fact that so many people like this and it's connecting with, police officers or politicians or preachers it's like am i doing something wrong but it's like no i'm doing something really right i think because i'm not like dumbing it down um but anyway i I just thought the way it was it was being so accepted and i was kind of like wow and then that happened sort of it just kind of like changed it i wasn't thinking about that anymore it's like just do yeah as a musician when we came in you had some music on Mm-hmm. When you're painting, um, during you know your process, do you do you listen to music most of the time? If so, you know what do you listen to? What are you listening to now? You know we like to know what other people are. Music's huge. Yeah, I have to I have to be listening to music. Yeah, um, I do know. Yeah, music like you can you can look at your whole life and gauge it on what music like. That's the way I I am. Like, um, music decorates time. Basquiat said, like it's 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 always a soundtrack of but I do know after the fire I I listened to Gil Scott Heron and I knew a bit about him, like the revolution. But that album just whoa, it it was it was I listened to it all the time after that fire. It really hit really helped. Um, I'm not I'm not familiar with that artist. He did um 
from the 60s black man that and he, he did a song called The Revolution Will Be Televised. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. I know that song. So everybody kind of knows that. But, Lord, I didn't know his music, mm-hmm. you know. Unfortunately, and I've painted him a few times, and but I'm glad I... I think that's it. If it wasn't for the fire, I wouldn't have come across that. And uh, so, but I listened to all kinds of music. I mean, I just love music. Um, what were you listening to when we walked in? I can't remember. Um, David Axelrod. He's he's from I guess '60s instrumental music. Mm-hmm. He's he's sampled a lot, so people know his music like from Snoop Dogg and all. Like mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, I know that, but it's that's who I was listening to. David Axelrod. Yeah. Yeah. If I wanted to go back to my studio and listen to some old Scott Stanton, could I find him somewhere? Yeah, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> we can do it off the record. Right, right, yeah, yeah. There's a guy in Miami currently. His name's Kyle Trowbridge. He yeah. um, has his own indie record label. Mm-hmm. I would say it's thrash music. But, yeah. Um, he's putting out an album soon and the record label's anti-lectual yeah. instead of intellectual uh-huh. anti-lectual records but i don't know if you have you ever heard of them Mm-mm. no uh-uh. it's small but now scale. I do. Yeah, yeah cool but it's got punk rock skateboarding kind yeah of who's that the blues artist that you kind of turned me on to i can't remember his name marcus king yeah marcus king nice yeah that's another this guy's like 25 years old wow can play the guitar like crazy yeah and um, he sings like a 40 year old or wow 50 year old African American woman just somebody who's got experience oh yeah Yeah. and the lyrics you know it's like he's been around for a while the old souls that's good yeah what are we looking at um, under the basketball hoop that's a new piece that you're working on. Who is that, and what's you... uh, Joan Didion, uh-huh. an author, and I haven't come up with a quote yet. I see. But she she um, writes a lot about grief, and uh, so I'm sure it'll have something to do. With... Everybody's always dealing with grief, and yeah. especially with the social media, everybody's dying. So there somebody so there'll be something that will connect to somebody. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's who that is. Yeah. So do you do you read a lot? Does literature inform your work? I mean, I know it does. Well, but how much? I mean, that's that's a whole other story too. Of like, I would. The interesting thing with my art is, I mean, I'm not a very good writer. I'm not very good at grammar. I wasn't a very good reader. I was a terrible student. But anyway, it, it's so cool that that's become my art, and um, it's neat that people. I want to say like it's folk art or this or that so I'll make a lot of spelling mistakes or just I don't know it might be dyslexia or something you know mistake but they'll be like almost like that's really neat or that's almost like I was like well I didn't mean to and I want to fix it yeah <laughs> so, but that's cool but they almost think like you meant to do this mm-hmm. or something. yeah so I get a lot of passes it's really it's kind yeah, of like, cool it, yeah. that was intentional yeah, yeah yeah I know and I just go yeah whatever but um but I do think it's cool, and it's kind of it. You just never, you just got to do what you do. And this thing that made me a terrible student and haunted me in school is now my art, you know? Um, as much as you didn't like to read? Oh, yes. Yeah, to answer your question, 
I do read a lot now because I visualize I'm always looking for stuff that I can paint. So I'm, but I didn't read very well, and my attention span wasn't there. But if I'm looking at it through a visual, um, and I learned, I did a painting. Have you heard of Temple Grandin? And that, I just learned through her, through this journey. But um, she's a, a professor, but she, she works with autism and people on the spectrum. But I went and heard her talk, and she talked about you can be a better reader if you visualize and or pictures. You know, and that's I was like, wow, that connects because I've I've definitely become a much better reader since I started painting, um, because I see everything as a potential painting. Um, otherwise I, did, I didn't really read that well and I don't read many like books um, history books things like that biographies but uh, I don't know but I, I sure paint a lot of writers and I know a lot about them and their beliefs and things they've done but I don't know much about their literature yeah yeah so I every once in a while I meet people mm-hmm. that I they being in their space is kind of interesting um, one of the times I used to work at a bamboo nursery mm-hmm. and it's just it's there's just a vibe here and I, mm-hmm. I really want to say that I appreciate mm-hmm. it thank you for letting us spend some time with oh, you in this space I appreciate that yeah and um, I love bamboo <laughs> yeah yeah we're sitting actually next to bamboo yeah it's more about the bamboo it's more about the energy of the space that I'm yeah. connected with so yeah I want to thank you and um, if you want to see more of Panhandle Slim's work, you can see it on Instagram at Panhandle Slim. Yeah, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Is it okay if we just come over and sit in your backyard? Sure, <laughs> it's, you can. It's such yeah. a, yeah, it's like a little oasis back here. Yeah. Oasis, that's a good way. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and if you, those boards back there are the boards you brought me. Oh, is it? And they were supposed to go up on um, a homeless camp. Uh-huh. Just that, north of here, right? Yeah, the, the one they tore down. Well, no, they oh. the the city was kind of trying to build one for people. Um, it's over in Wheaton, so it was it was a a structured thing. But it seemed really cool where they were not. They were actually going to work more with what the homeless community wanted versus bringing them in. So they said, "Can you do some painting?" I said, "Of course." Um, because that's a community, and that's what yeah, I do. Right. Then they were like, "Oh, we'll pay you." And I was like, "Well, cool. You don't have to." And, I, and it's almost like I don't, I don't want that. Because, but anyway, they they ended up giving some money. But but it's the way things like that happen. It fell through because it was some, you know, politics happened. Right. But so they're, now they're here. Yes. Nice. So I got to keep them. Awesome. Yeah. So. Great. Well, thank you. It's and you're pleasure. connected to that. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Well, I hope we can do this again. Yeah. Um, catch up with you at some point and, you know, find out where, what you're doing. And, yeah. Um, if you have any anything bigger, mm-hmm. you know, that you're, or your next pop-up or something, yeah. like if, are you doing one this weekend or in the future? Maybe we could, um, like, I don't think I'm going to do one tomorrow. But uh, but you never know, right? Just, <laughs> but but yeah, tap but I'll let I, you know. Yeah, yeah. Tap into Instagram and you can yeah. find out, right? Well, that's and that's it. Those pop-ups are really interesting because you really do 
get to meet a lot of different people and it's not like some sterile white wall gallery where it's you meet interesting people there but it's usually it's kind of one group of people Uh Um, I really really appreciate the wide variety of people I get to meet when Mm -hmm. when I just pop up on the street and and I learn a lot because we're all I'm ashamed but it's like my mind judges when somebody comes and then they end up putting me in my place yeah you know and that's really cool Right like for instance earlier then like a police officer will show up and I'm like yep, they're going to tell me to leave and like yeah. no we're here to buy a painting yeah. you know and then they walk off with a clash painting or something and it's like okay I didn't see that coming right right yeah and I love that and uh, but it it goes back to the panhandle and, and our area of um, rednecks and trucks trigger me because yeah. <laughs> of Bad situations back in the days. We're probably from the same cloth. Like my clique or my group of friends was always like the musicians and the yeah. mm-hmm. create more creative people yeah. looking and questioning all these other people that were not yeah. um, maybe positive spirits or right, good, right. good people. But but so. now I found, and that's like that person, quote unquote, that shows up and I'm like judging. Yeah. It's like, man, they're they're gonna get really mad at some of this stuff. Then they're not at all. They love it, and then they walk off with like a Fred Rogers painting or something. Yeah, you know, it's right. like, wow, cool. That's, it's good a good stuff. world. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I think you also attract mm-hmm. like-minded people. You know, when you're putting that out, yeah. I think mm-hmm. it comes back. Yeah, yeah, that is it. And and the, and the, and and the times that if if people do want to be confrontational with me. I'm cool with that, and let's talk. And it always turns out that we leave like, okay, you, we understand each other better now. And uh, normally people are just mad, and uh, I'm kind of like... The punching bag. Yeah, what are you mad about? Why does this make you mad? And then we read the quote, or this is like... And in short, they pretty much admit, yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> it's like, why did this make me right. mad? Here's the mirror. Yes, Look yeah. into it. So that... That's a good thing. Yeah. But you got to let them just vent and then, like, and then you're not on. mad at this, you're mad at something else. And yeah. So. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Yeah. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you would like to have anybody interviewed or if you have any questions or comments, please hit us up on Instagram at the10frame.